Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Mike Cadlick, joined by 98 Sports Hub's Alex Barth. We're going to do a mix of things today uh, on Patriots Beat as this offseason continues. Um, talk about the Patriots coaching staff, specifically Gerard Mayo, who uh, was requested by the Carolina Panthers today to uh, be interviewed for their head coaching, vacant head coaching position. Uh, we'll talk about the NFL's wildcard games coming up uh, this weekend, Super Wildcard Weekend Part 2. Uh, and then we'll open it up for questions. Uh, another interactive episode with you all. So pop your questions. Last or last on, on Tuesday, me and Alex kind of talked about what we think is going to happen in the offseason and sort of what we want to see. But we want to hear from you guys, too. So uh, throw it on the chat and we'll we'll try and catch or well, answer. Really, I just ye- really, I just yelled about Mac Jones and, and a huge thank you to whoever uh, shared that on Reddit that, you know, appreciate you guys spreading the yes. word of the show. Always love to see that. So whoever that was, I I had like three people send me like your your this Mac Jones rant's incredible, and I'm like, you don't watch my show. What are you talking about? Like, That's hilarious. Just and then you're like, That's no, it's on. So so always feel free to share the show. We love that. Thank you to whoever did. Yes, that. share it around. We appreciate you all. Um, let's start with Mayo. So yeah, like I said, uh, Panthers requested inter- to interview past linebackers coach Rod Mayo. Uh, he, there's also a request out for him to interview for the Browns, uh, defensive coordinator position as well. He said before he wants to be a head coach. He's had interviews in the past. Um, I feel like he sort of feels like a position where he, it, he can't turn this down, but I mean, if they're not going to give him the DC title here, he's got to kind of get out of here if he wants to be a head coach. But what, what do you think? What do you think of the move? What do you, what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I thought he'd be gone last year. I've said this. I think yeah. he's going to be a great head coach. I think teams were stupid for passing on him last year. The fact the Chargers aren't right didn't throw a bag at him, and I know they're in the playoffs, but Staley still sucks. Um, he's it, it's just a matter of time with him. I think this is the year he should get a head coaching look. I think the Browns is a no brainer. Um, right. In terms of where he goes, I think Carolina is one of the best openings right now. Honestly, I really do. And look, no team looking for a head coach is going to be perfect. If they were, they wouldn't be looking for a head coach, but you've right. got a blank. <laughs> I don't want to say you have a blank slate to work with, but you can bring in your own quarterback. There's plenty of room for flexibility, but you still have a decent young core kind of there, right? They just took Ike McQuenu high in the draft. You've got DJ Moore and you got to figure out his contracts. You got DJ Moore, right. Uh, uh, J.C. Horn on the other side of the ball, a corner. Jeremy Chin is a guy I really like. And you have Brian all those Burns. picks. Brian Burns, thank you. Yes, Brian Burns, certainly. And you yeah. have all those picks, too, that you got from the right. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, the McCaffrey. other deals. So, I, you know, that that's a great spot. I think that is, you know, everybody's talking about Houston and, and Denver. And, and Denver can probably pay the most because those owners are rolling in it. But 
from a football point of view, which which is is the best job to take in terms of actually getting the football team rolling. I really like the Carolina opening. I think it would be a great fit for him. I, and, you know, I, we'll see who else they talk to. I, I, I like him as a candidate. I don't know that he's the best candidate in this cycle. That's probably Sean Payton because we know who he is, right? He's been there and done that. Right. But, yeah, he's he's getting all these calls. He's going to be one of the biggest names in the cycle this year. I, I I I think it's a matter of just where he ends up. I think he's gone. Yeah, I uh as far as candidates for that job, I wrote about it on CLNS the uh about just, you know, the Panthers bringing him or trying to bring him in and they've interviewed Frank White, Frank Reich, Steve Wilkes and Jim Caldwell. Uh so Wilkes, I've heard the players in Carolina are sort of clamoring to bring Wilkes back. He did a good yeah. job at turning it around, you know, after the whole after they fired Rule and after they shit McCaffrey out. They they ended the season solid and they ended up in a NFC South Championship game at the end of the season. So I think he was good. You look at Frank Reich, what he did in Indy, he was a good play caller in Philly. I, I don't know. I think like you said, it's a it's one of the better jobs out there, and I think Mayo's he's paid his dues. The the one thing is the defensive coordinator title that he's yet to have. And he doesn't call the plays. Steve Belichick calls the plays, but Mayo runs the meeting. So I wonder if teams will look at that and it'll kind of, you know, deter them away from Mayo because he doesn't have all the experience yet. Um, but again, and I wonder too, if it, this is where the whole head coach shuffling thing, it it becomes very interesting this offseason with the Patriots. So because the other report that came out yesterday was that it was from Tom Curran and that Kraft and Belichick had their year end meeting yesterday. And changes are expected to be made. And Bill was on board. He did not push back. He's ready. He understands. And things are going to shift around. So when I look at where they are from all their coaching, and hear me out here because I people aren't, aren't going to like this, but I think it's a real possibility. If Mayo leaves and they gut the offensive coaching staff, I wouldn't be shocked if they put Patricia on the defense back again with – a guy with Steve Belichick to not entirely hand it over to uh, Steve, but to, you know, keep someone in, in the fold there who's done it before. Cause he did win two Super Bowls as a defensive coordinator here. That's why he got a head coaching job. So I don't know what you think about that, but that feels likely if Mayo leaves. It's, it's certainly possible. I, it, Bill Belichick clearly thinks very highly of Matt Patricia. Put, put aside right. how you personally feel about him. You being like everybody watching, right? You just look at the dynamic. Bill Belichick clearly thinks very highly of this guy. He right. seems like somebody Bill wants to have around one way or the other. He's going to try to put him somewhere. Unless Kraft gives the edict that he cannot be in the building, which I don't think Robert Kraft would do. And in, in the in the tone of Curran's piece suggested that, right? That Kraft kind of s- said his piece without being that overbearing owner and saying, right. hey, this guy that you like, I don't want him here, is very overbearing ownerish to say. So right. I think Bill's going to want to keep him around, and we're a better place to put him than in his old job as defensive coordinator or defensive coordinator equivalent, basically what Gerard Mayo is right. now, right? Where he has a positional coaching spot and he is um and he's taking on some of those DC type roles, right? So I I wouldn't rule it out. Wouldn't surprise me. You know, I also think there's a chance he just goes back upstairs like he was last year and kind right. of into that Ernie Adams type role. But if which I'm okay they, with with him there. He 
I sat here and I dug into Matt Patricia all season long. He's not an offensive coordinator. The defense here fizzled out a little bit towards the end, but I think Matt Patricia is a decent football mind to at least have in your building. I don't think he takes away. Like, sending him upstairs and having him be the senior football advisor role, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. He's not, uh, you know, I'm not clamoring to have him here either, but I don't nec- like. I don't think he has to be gone, gone, because like you said, Belichick clearly trusts him and has a lot of confidence in him, and I guess I'd, it's tough to say after this year, but I do still trust Bill Belichick's judgment. Yeah, I, I again, I, I don't think he's going anywhere, and if there's a chance to make him the D.C., I think they make him the D.C. The other thing on Mayo, Alex, I'm curious what you think about this. If they don't, if they're not going to bring Patricia over and Mayo ha- doesn't get a head coach offer, but he gets a defensive coordinator offer from, say, Cleveland, do you see Belichick trying to get him back and saying, we'll make you defensive coordinator here, maybe add on an assistant head coach title and in order to keep him around here? Because that also, in turn, you would think demotes his son. Steve Belichick in that process. Nah, yeah, so, that's not that's not going to happen. The other thing is yeah. it keeps the guy that is the next guy in the building, which Bill might want some distance from, especially in what's going to be a make or break year. Well, so that's what I that's what I think Bill O'Brien might end up being here as is another guy in waiting. So I don't see why he would bring in Bill O'Brien if, if he's not going to bring Gerard Mayo back either. So, I, I, I th- there's much stronger. I don't want to use the word vibes, but like, because if they, it's, it's just not going to, if they have a bad year next year to the point where Bill has to get fired, it's not going to be because of the defense. Let's just, it's not right. Right. So if they're that bad that Bill gets fired or they agree to part ways or whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. the guy who is running the offense (laughs) isn't going to get the promotion. Yeah, okay, right. that, that's a good point, right. You know, so I just, yeah, yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I just don't think it sets up. There, There is some of that. I just don't think it sets up that way. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, speaking of the coaching staff, the Patriots and the Falcons are head coach, or their coaching staffs are heading to the Shrine Bowl this year. Uh, yep. Pats are going to take one team, Falcons taking the other. Interesting because there's a lot of coaching shuffling here, and it sounded like one of the caveats was that you can't have coaching changes, but the Patriots are clearly going to do that. So, like, I, when we were texting about it, you kind of made it made more sense where there's not going to be a huge overhaul and a lack of staff down there to right. make it happen. And it's like they it don't want like the Texans. They don't want the Texans right. because this is probably they didn't agree to it yesterday and then and then announce it. This was probably agreed to two or three weeks ago, right? Sure. They didn't want the Texans agreeing to this and then canning their entire staff. Like, that's more what that rule is about. They could still sign Bill O'Brien, reassign Matt Patricia. Like, that all happens in the background. That's not – although it it, it will be interesting to see, you know, when the Shrine Bowl comes and and we're watching those practices, Bill O'Brien working with the offensive line? Is he working with the quarterbacks? Working with the linebackers, right? Where's Joe Judge? Where's Nick Cayley if he's still there? Um, it, it's yeah, that'll give us a look. That'll give us a look, like you said before. Before any other look we get and say, April. yeah. So it's a really a unique opportunity. It's also perfect because Bill O'Brien's off. Uh, not Bill O'Brien. Matt Patricia's offense was basically an all-star game offense. 
where you're running like five super simplistic plays over and over. Again. Yeah, so seriously. He will feel right at home calling an offense in that game. Yeah, that's a good point. And I kind of, when we were talking about it yesterday, I was like, and I obviously it came out and I wasn't thinking big picture. But I was like, why the heck are they going to coach the Shrine Bowl? Like they have other fish to fry here and kick to kind of get their stuff ready. But you're right. It's, it's a good opportunity. They drafted a few players from the Shrine Bowl last they year. Drafted right? four in there. Drafted four and signed two. It was Thornton, Jack Jones, um, Thornton, Jack Jones, Pierre Strong, and I, I couldn't do who, – who's the fourth one? Marcus Jones. No, he was senior at the senior. Marcus, Marcus Jones at the senior bowl, and Bailey Zappi was at the senior bowl. Oh, Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts was the fourth. Okay. Sam yeah, Roberts. So, so good opportunity uh, to get in there. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny. It sounded like from what Albert Breer said, maybe they wanted to do the Senior Bowl, where I would say there's okay. – the group of Senior Bowl prospects is better collectively, but the gap is not nearly what it used to be. There are guys at the Shrine Bowl who will go in the first round. I don't know if there's any top 10 picks – but there are guys at the Shrine Bowl who will go in the first round. It's also a deeper look at the class. Not as many right. guys in the Senior Bowl go on day three. They have a lot of late picks. They have 11 picks in total in this draft. Uh, eight of those are outside of the top 100, or is projected with the comp picks. Yeah. But uh, they're, they're going to get a good up-close look at this guy. these guys. They've never done this before under Bill, whether it's the mm -hmm. Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl. They've never taken part in one of these, mostly because they've never been available. Right. It's going to be really interesting to see how they look at it. Uh, and it's also going to be interesting to see what they do with the Senior Bowl, an event they generally really like, because there is a little bit of overlap there. Right. Senior Bowl practices, I believe, begin on Wednesday. The Shrine Bowl game is on Thursday. So will they send people down there? Will they have the whole staff in Vegas? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah, it's cool. Like you said, good opportunity. I think it, it shows that, you know, they – Belichick's not going to take this this three week vacation that everyone talks about, and they're not just mailing it in and waiting like they did last year. It seems like they're they're going to stay more involved this off season. Uh, quickly on comp picks, Alex, and I want to ask you because I'm not sure if it would be the year after or this year. Say Mayo takes a head coaching job. There's a Rooney Rule um, a med a addition to the Rooney Rule that yeah. came out that if a minority head coach is hired from your system. You get a comp pick. When would that be? If the, it would that, when would oh, that happen for the Patriots? Is it a third that, round pick the year following? It is a third round pick. I don't know. Let me let me look this up. That's a really good question. Okay, like, hang on here, because yeah. like regular comp picks are delayed a year, right? Like you lose a free agent in the spring of twenty twenty two, you get the pick in the spring of twenty twenty three. Right. So this was so Cleveland got one for hiring their GM, who was no, it would be this year, yeah. Andrew Barry. So they it could, would be okay. Um, I not now those might not be depending on how many third round player comp picks those are. So those come after the player comps, right? Okay. So you get to, I think it's 96 is the, the final regular pick of the third round. Let me see. Yeah, uh, that sounds right. But is it, I, I mean, I could just do, I could just do 32 times three, but I can't do that in my head. Cause I can't do math. Yes. 96 is the final pick. So 96. As long as, you know, I, I don't know how they order, you know, the comp picks are ordered based on the players, like even within the rounds. Right. I don't 
know how they order the coaching ones. I think it might just be based. I think it's like GMs, then head coaches, then coordinators. And then within that, it goes by record. Okay. If it's not a top 100 pick, it's going to be like 105, 110, right? Like in that fringe range somewhere. So yes, they very well could pick up uh, an extra third round pick. Is it coordinators as well? I believe so, right? Like you just said, it's. I think that I, sounds right. If they're hired as a coordinator, I'm pretty sure they're going to see got the one Dolphins well. got one for hiring Mike McDaniel. Um, yep. The Rams got, or not the Dolphins, good. The, uh, sorry, the Niners got one for McDaniel being yeah. hired by the Dolphins. The Rams got one for Detroit hiring a GM. So not that one. Okay. Uh, Ryan Poles, the GM. Uh, Robert Sala, Martin Mayhew. Let's see here. Uh, General. No, my, I think it's just head coach and GM. That's my. Okay. Opinion. Got it. Got it. Well, that's something to look forward to again, as we think about the way the coaches, the coaching staff shuffle. And uh, yeah, you know, as we look into the draft and the, the Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl as well. So bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news and game trends at bet online. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. For the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Um, Let's get to some, let's do a rapid fire wildcard weekend preview prediction. Uh, We'll go through each game uh, from... What's coming up first to last, and let's talk about it because I want to get your thoughts. It seems like a pretty chalky weekend, but again, you never know. There's upsets oh, here all the time. It'd be a lot funner if all the quarterbacks were healthy. That's kind of what's killing. Yeah, me. I know. Right. Yeah. Um, well, this one, non-healthy quarterback, Seahawks at Niners. Yeah, they're still Brock starting Purdy. their best quarterback. I was going to say Brock Purdy. I think is six and zero in his six starts. The Niners have or four and zero, excuse me, something like that. But Niners have won ten straight. Um, I uh, although they won on Sunday, I sort of think of the nine or the Seahawks as backing into the postseason because yeah they won, but they still needed something else to happen. And wait until we get to Miami. Handle, but yeah, yeah right. To Great talk. Real about real shining example of why we needed that seventh seed here this year. Yeah, I'm real glad they Seriously. added that. Yeah, it's like the college football playoff. Why are we adding to? The, no, I'm just kidding. I knew no, that that's one. different. That's, <laughs> it's yes, different. It um, is different. Yeah, but Purdy's the guy. It's a, it's the most plug-and-play system I've ever seen, um, and the Niners look legit. They've won 10 in a row, so how do you see this game playing out? What do you think? Yeah, it's the Niners. They're going to keep rolling. Like you said, Seahawks yeah. back in. I just, the only thing that concerns me, I believe, doing, I, I clearly prepared so well for this show, right, Mike? I, right, it's, of it's course, I was as, you, as you always do. I was working all day on something that will drop tomorrow. I'll just leave it at this. Something that will drop tomorrow on 985thesportsub.com uh, and throughout next week that I think people are going to really like and really enjoy. And it's not a it's not a mock draft. Not yet. That's day go. after the Good Super Bowl. Tease. So the only yes. thing I wonder about here is it is super, super rare for a, one team to beat another t- team three times in a single mm-hmm. season. And the Niners are 0-2 against the Seahawks. Or, or sorry, 2-0 against the Seahawks yeah, right now. So can they beat them three times? That's tricky, but it's a new quarterback. So I'm still taking the Niners. Right. It might be close, but I'm taking the Niners. 
Yeah, I'm with you. The game in San Fran, I just I don't see it. The Geno Smith thing, it's been a great run, obviously, the way they they came back from Russell Wilson, uh, you know, that whole thing. Geno's yeah. played well. He's he's probably played himself into a job of an NFL job at some point next year, whether that be a high end backup or a starter again. But uh yeah, I'm with you. I don't see it happening. I think the Niners roll. Um they keep going. Next, Chargers at Jaguars. I love this game because this, is, this might be the best game. I think so too. I was listening to a podcast a few days ago and they were talking about how there's no way that this game isn't going to be the 430 game on Saturday because usually that's the worst. And I completely disagree. I think I look at this game as it's the worst in terms of market. But yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it's tough with Jacksonville, I guess. But still, this no, game, this is, gonna this be is a, going to be a great football game to watch. It will not get good ratings. That's that. That's yeah. my prediction is it's going to be the best game of the playoffs that nobody saw. Right. I agree. And it's. It's two outstanding quarterbacks in the AFC that aren't Mahomes and Allen facing off. It's like it, there's still that storyline there. I think Trevor Lawrence has had an outstanding second season. Justin Herbert's probably my favorite quarterback in the NFL. Um, Chargers started six and six. They were on the cusp of the postseason, and then they won four out of their last five. Herbert's playing like he can keep rolling. I bet the Chargers to win the Super Bowl before the season, so I'm kind of hoping they continue on. But the Jags are gritty. The game's in Duval, so I still think the Chargers win this one, but I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to probably be high scoring. Well, you talk about the Chargers run late. The Jaguars went uh, won, right. won six to seven, including five in a row after the bye. And right. I'm sticking with it because this take hasn't – I haven't been wrong with this take yet. It served me well. Brandon Staley's going to screw this thing up at some point, some okay. way, shape, or form. He's got to go on the road. He's got to deal with probably some weather in Jacksonville, humidity, which the math guys do not like factoring in weather. What do you mean you're tired? Right. The spreadsheet tells me you shouldn't be tired. Um, tremendously talented roster. I, I, I think the Chargers have the better roster. But again, Staley's due to shoot himself in the foot, just like Michigan in the college football right. playoff. That's actually kind of how I feel about this game. So I think another close one, I think a very high scoring game. But I think the Jags pull it out, man. I really think they do. I think they end up. The, the, the Chargers are at some point late in this game will make one monumental mistake that's going to cost them and the Jaguars if, win it. Yeah. Adding on to this, if the Chargers lose, it's Staley's second season. He's got to go. He you has him out. to go. That's what I was going to say. There's but no you made excuse. the playoffs. You made, but you made, you know, you improved. Like last year, they didn't make the playoffs. This year, they did. If they fire Brandon Staley, that's the best job available. Oh, yeah. Yeah, easily. Like, that's Sean Payton. That's, dare I say, Jim Harbaugh. That's like, that's, if Sean Payton goes to L.A. with Justin Herbert, that's yeah, that's, that's some scary stuff. That's pretty electric. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I don't fully understand why Payton is all over the Broncos. It might be the money thing, but. Money. It's money. Man, if it's money. It, yeah. It's like, what What did they found? Walmart or something? That family that bought the Broncos? Yeah. Like they, they can throw. It's like uh, Steve Cohen. They can throw the money around. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's Saturday. Before we get to Sunday, I do want to talk about HelloFresh, Alex, because they make some pretty good food. It's the new year. We've all got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help achieve them. Skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-friendly meal, a restaurant-quality meal, excuse me, right in your own kitchen. With HelloFresh, eating well in the new year can be stress-free and delicious. 
With over 35 weekly recipes, they have the options you're looking for to help you achieve your goals. Choose calorie smart or carb smart recipes, or even customize select meals by swapping proteins and sides, upgrading your proteins, or adding proteins to a veggie dish. Eating well is top of your mind this month, and it's comforting to know that you always get top quality ingredients with HelloFresh. Their ingredients travel from the farm to you in less than seven days, so you know they're always fresh. I just got my latest shipment of meals. My favorite's the one pan tacos. They make it incredibly easy and fast for you to prep and cook. Go to HelloFresh.com slash, sla, excuse me, go to HelloFresh.com slash B21 and use code B21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash B21. Use code B21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Check it out. HelloFresh. Good food. Easy. Sunday. NFL Sunday. Dolphins at Bills play at one. This is where the injuries come into play again in the back yeah. of quarterbacks because you'll see it with Lamar. We'll talk, Lamar, we'll talk about it later. But not only is Tua out this week, but Teddy Bridgewater is out as well. So the Dolphins are starting Skylar Thompson. Bills continue to have, you know, motivation behind the DeMar Hamlin situation and all that. They're, I feel like they're going to keep rolling. I think the spread's up to like 13 points, and I don't see Miami coming close to covering that. I think this is going to be an absolute disaster in Buffalo for Miami and Skylar Thompson. Yeah, the, the Bill, anything less, anything, you know, winning this by less than three touchdowns is a massive disappointment. Yeah. For the Bills. <laughs> is a, you're worried about the, the potential future. They got a slight quarterback advantage over the Dolphins starting Skylar Thompson. So I, I think the Bills win this one. Yeah, talk about backing into the postseason, right? I, I think yeah, they 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 seven seed. Yeah, go ahead. They lost what was it five in a row before they beat the yeah. Jets? Yeah, ultimate backing in. And they were going, they were going to beat them like nine to six if it wasn't for that safety at the, at the end of the game. Like right, they don't they don't deserve to be here. The Patriots didn't. I'd argue that I'd I'd argue that the Steelers. Deserve the Steelers would have been fun, the and the Steelers and yeah. Bills—it's just two franchises that feel like they always play close games, right? Like, yeah, I'm not saying the Steelers would have beat the Bills, but I can get a little excited for Steelers Bills, even if it looks lopsided on paper. Like that's old school Rust Belt football. Like I'll sit down and be like, "All right, right I'm going to see something here. Like this is going to be, yeah, Bills Dolphins for the it, it, and it's you don't have that you know beat a team three times because the Dolphins already beat them once, right? So right. Yeah, no juice, none for this game. Yeah, nada. If it, like you said, if it was Pittsburgh, you get Kenny Pickett up there. He played football at Pitt. He wears the gloves. He can make something happen. Maybe yeah. they 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 ended the season well. Tomlin got his uh, his winning season again. So, but nope, it's it's the Dolphins, and they're probably yep. going to get spanked. Afternoon game: Giants at Vikings. This is where the perceived upsets I feel like start to happen, but I still don't trust the Giants yet. Uh, the Vikings well, this, end up. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that you, you don't trust the Giants. This game's fun because it's the two teams that all year were labeled as frauds. Right. This is the it's, fraud, right? Goal. And right, right. The Vikings finished thirteen and four, but they had one of the lower point differentials in the NFL. Was but negative. that also, yeah. So like that also tells me though that they know how to win close because they yeah were their record in one in games. one score games is insane. So like. It's hard for me to it's hard for me to not trust them because if the game's close, they're probably gonna somehow pull it out. Right. Giants, I like Dayball, but I still think they need another year. Um it's in Minnesota, so I, I've kind of been back and forth on this one, but I think it's probably the Giants. But like you said, it it's the fraud bowl because both of these teams are kind of they've kind of middled the whole season, but the Vikings just ended up a little bit better. 
Mike, it kills me to say this, but this looks like one of those Giants teams, right? That oh, just God. figures it out late. He's real scrappy. The quarterback, Daniel Jones. Of, the quarterback kind of sucks, but like he's also making plays. Yeah. This look, we're not in their path this time, so maybe I can enjoy it for once. But doesn't it kind of yeah, feel like true. one of those Tomlin teams that like just sort of figures out how to do it and they're they're not the most consistent team but they do what they need to do more often than not you know Saquon's had a crazy big workload this year and I'm worried that that he you know he's got to be feeling it at this point that's my biggest concern if I'm a Giants fan but I and I like this Vikings team too I just like Justin Jarrett like let me take that back I like Justin Jefferson I think Justin Jefferson can single-handedly win games but I don't know. Giants team feels a little scrappy. I like a scrappy team on the road in the playoffs. I do. Uh, okay, fine. I just I, I saw Dan Orlovsky tweeted or they tweeted out his his quarterback rankings for the playoffs yeah. today, and he has Daniel Jones over Trevor Lawrence. That's gross. And I was so disappointed because that's so gross. Orlovsky's been the been the man as far as like you know. He's, I just think he does great film breakdowns. He's, you know, he's always, he's, he's on excellent. team Mac Jones, which yeah. we like. He does a really good job. But the fact that he put Daniel Jones over Charlie Lawrence, I was like, what the hell are you doing? But maybe he knows something. Maybe he maybe saw he does. something. Yeah. Maybe he thinks that the Giants are scrappy as well. Um, Sunday night game, Ravens at Bengals. Another repeat. And I don't know who won the first meeting. I think it was the Bengals. No. I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Because um, this could be a two, a, a, a three wins. Uh, situation as well i though think again as you pull it up we'll yeah. lay it out a little bit lamar jackson is not going to play looks they're like also they're they're, they're one and one they're one and one okay okay so that doesn't that doesn't matter now here. it is but really hard to Rick, beat a team back-to-back weeks too is another one we talk about true yeah um, but again I, without without lamar jackson it looks like lamar he tweeted today that it was strictly injury related but i don't really buy no. that that seems like pr and I understand why he's probably holding out here. It's, you know, fo- the football guy in me is like, well, you got to go play for your team and yada, yada, yada. But it is a business. He's set to get paid. If he gets hurt again, he might hinder himself. So I, I don't hate the decision. But again, it's going to be Tyler Huntley, looks like. If not, it's going to be Anthony Brown. Shout out, BC. I don't see how the uh, the Bengals don't win by 10 or more. Like, Burrow's just rolling. They continue to win. I think they finished the season winning seven in a row. I think the I think right now the Bengals are probably my Super Bowl pick. Um so I'm not gonna pick Same. against them here and I think they I think they win handily. I think the Bengals win pretty big. You know, it's it's the F around and find out graph, right? The Ravens decided to F around yeah. with Lamar Jackson and they're finding out right now. If they had Lamar, this is a really good game. Two high scoring offenses on a frozen right. field, you know, AFC North football, two teams that know each other very well, play physically, all of it. Like this would be such a great matchup. But they're not getting it. They yeah, can't keep happen. up. They can't keep up with this Bengals offense without Lamar Jackson. So I, I'm with you. I wish Lamar was playing. I do. I'm not going to fault the guy for taking care of himself, though. You know, right. if he like, if he had like a five year deal set locked in, and he wasn't playing, I I would look at it much more and be like, hey man, you, you probably should be out right. there. But dude, his entire future, like, as long as he gets to the off season healthy. He's going to be set for life, and his kids will be set for right. life. Right. So, I can't. Fault I, him. I, I can't fault him for it. 
I heard before we get get on to the last one. I heard uh, Brady Quinn talking about the Dolphins quarterback situation this week, and he basically and I. This is where I I'm on the other side of it, and it's Teddy Bridgewater sitting out with a pinky, and it's like, you know, again, I have a hard time faulting someone for taking care of themselves, but right. I wonder why Teddy Bridgewater can't go out there with a broken pinky and just try and sling it around because he's probably a better option than Skylar Thompson, even with a pinky. When you so think about throwing one, a football, yeah, go ahead. I, I wonder if, and I think I know what you're going to say. Say what you're going to say first because my point comes just off that. that it's 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 more so your ring finger and your pointer finger that are guiding the football when you throw, and you can kind of throw without your pinky anyway. And I don't know. I just feel like Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who's – He's been hurt as well, but a guy who's been around seems like, you know, a team guy for him to just not go out and play this weekend kind of seems odd to me. I I wonder if he thinks it's going to impact it because he like Lamar could play hurt, have a stinker of a game and still get a bag in free agency. Right. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater can't necessarily afford a performance like that. For yeah. in terms okay, of getting fair. paid in free agency. So maybe it's not massively impactful. But maybe it's impactful enough that he's like, hey, I'm not going to look good if I go out there. Yeah, I, I might be better than Skylar Thompson, but right. I'm not going to look good. And I don't need that to be the last tape I put out there before I hit free agency again. Right. I I kind of understand that one. Yeah. OK, that's fair, too. I get it. Again, it's all about the money in the end. That's what the NFL is. Before we get to the last game, pop your questions in the chat starting now because we're going to get to all Patriots questions. So yeah. populate it and we'll get to as many as possible. Anything off season, anything draft, anything this past year, pop them in and we'll get to as many as possible. While you guys do that, we'll talk about the Monday Night Football game, Cowboys at Bucks. Alex, Tampa stinks. They really stink. And I just don't know if Brady can overcome it again this time. I think the Cowboys are pretty good. They threw up a dud against Washington this past week, but I don't know. I just – I don't have any – I don't really have much confidence in either of these teams, to be fair, but I don't really – I don't like what the Bucks have done at all this year, and I think it's way too much for Brady to overcome. I think the Cowboys are going to squeak this one out. I'm not picking against – look, okay. I know, I know. The Dallas Cowboys, who <laughs> never win games in January, and Tom Brady, who – only wins games in January. What more is there to say? Brady's in. Brady is in. I, I, I don't he care how he the, got, got there. The table. I don't care how he got there. He is in. It's Tom Brady. And I'm not saying I'm picking the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. I right. think they, they, of course, I don't know exactly how the bracket works out. They get to either the Eagles or the Niners. And then that's that. But I, I don't know if that would be in the NFC championship right. or next round or whatever. Actually, no, it would be next round because the Eagles have the bye and they're the seven. They're yeah. the no, they're not the no, seven. No, they're the four. division winner. All right, I don't know them, but they're beating the Dallas Cowboys. This is the Cowboys. This is this is eh, the biggest. I don't know. This is one of I the know. most chokiest playoff franchises. There are franchises that choke more yeah. to the point where they don't get to the playoffs. This is the biggest playoff choking franchise in the history of the sport against the most clutch the greatest postseason quarterback of all time. It's no more complicated than that. None. But they're so he bad. Will find, the Bucks are he, so bad. He will find a way. He always, I, Mike, since I was six years old, well, I, I know, have watched him find a way in January. Why is this year any different? Well, 
didn't they lost last week, didn't they? He barely played, but like they didn't I don't yeah. know. You I mean they lost they finished the season Oh, they finished the season two and two and one. Okay, but they lost to the Falcons. I don't know. I I, I understand it and I've seen it and I'm probably gonna be wrong, but they stink. Like Brady's all they have, so I'm going Dallas. But if they, if they, I, I look, if there's if there's one guy who can be all you have, is there anybody you'd rather that be than Tom Brady? No, of course not. Right? Yeah, you you want yeah. the ball in Brady's hands in the playoffs, no matter what. All right. Well, that's our wild card recap. Let's get to some questions uh, before we finish this thing off. All right. I got a couple uh, queued I up click- here if you need. Yeah, go for it. Hit it. All right. If not DeAndre Hopkins, who's available for trade? The Patriots should get. And Ashley brings up T. Higgins, Cooper Cup. First off, did you see Cincinnati, like, University, Bearcats, just got a transfer wide receiver named D. Wiggins? No. Who's also, like, a big outside wide receiver. So Cincinnati That's hilarious. now has T. Higgins and D. Wiggins. And, boy, I hope whatever team T. Higgins is on drafts D. Wiggins. Yeah. That would be awesome, uh, which would be 2024 draft. He's going to have another year in college. Right. That being said, um, Higgins, maybe. I actually think the Bengals. I like, love I love the Higgins idea. I think the Bengals might pay him. I really, really? do. They're going to have to dole out a lot of money between Barrow, Chase, and T. Higgins. They might figure out a way to just do that and let the rest of the roster be what it is. I, You know, move on from Joe I Mixon. Guess. Move on from the tight ends. Move on from Tyler Boyd. That's a really good core. If you can keep that core together, I think you can figure out the rest of it. Cooper Cup's not what the Patriots need. And i that's not to say he's not a good player. No. But, like, we talked about this right. on Tuesday, Mike, right? The 6'5 boundary receiver who's going to demand double coverage help, like, all of that, right? Right. Cup's not that guy. He's like a supercharged Kobe Myers. The, the guy I've talked about and I will continue to talk about is Jerry Judy in Denver. In the last year's deal, mm-hmm. he put up – and I'm rounding here – seven catches – a thousand yards and uh, not seven, 70 catches, 70, 70. catches, seven catches for a thousand yards, seven catches for a thousand. Hell yeah. Sign me up, baby. <laughs> 70 catches for oh. 70 catches for a thousand yards and six touchdowns with that version of Russell Wilson throwing him the football. Yeah. I think he can play. I, I That's the guy to me. If it's not Hawkins, it's Jerry Judy. So since you rounded up, was it actually a thousand yards? Or was it like, like nine or sixty like something? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I would have said yeah, thousand I, yard I season you, if He's I could. I didn't remember the exact number. Usually, I try yeah. to give the exact. I, I think it was like sixty-seven Got catches it. and like nine hundred sixty-four yards or something like that. But it was only um, in fifteen games, so it's a thousand yard pace. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of Higgins because he's again he's yeah. that boundary uh, guy. It's worth the trade. You've seen it, and we've talked about it on here before. You've seen it with Tyreek. You've seen it with Diggs going to Buffalo. I think that would be worth it. The other one I think that's not on this list is Brandon Ayuk, who Ah, I know you're not a fan of that. But I just think that if they want to do this Shanahan stuff or they want a shifty guy that's not, I guess, if they're not, put it this way, San Francisco is not going to pay him because they're going to pay Debo and they're going to pay Kittle, and Ayuk is on the table. I'd rather trade for Brandon Ayuk than try and go back into the draft. And I think that he could fit well with Matt Jones. He kind of reminds me of like what Mac would do with, you know, James Williams and Devontae Smith. I know Ayuk's not as fast as those yeah, guys, but I just, similar, similar size and build. I, I still put him in like that Devontae Parker tier 
like that really good number two. Oh no, Ayuk's better than Parker. No, but like that same tier where he's like Ayuk a really good number two. Ayuk was their leading receiver this year. Yeah, but I, I know mean, Debo was hurt. He's but. he's playing next to Debo. He's play he, he's playing next to Kittle. They yes. have McC- like they have McCaffrey in the back. What's he really being tested with in terms of coverage? Right, that's what I. I guess. How many double teams yeah. is he seeing? How many number one corners are lining up opposite him? You know, that's. Right. Is he still going to be able to produce that way when that's the kind of coverage he's getting? He might. He might. I don't know. But I want somebody where I know the answer to that question, right? That That's the kind of receiver right. they need to get. Ayukin on his own wouldn't be a bad addition, but I still don't think he checks the box that they need checked. Here, here's a, a follow-up. How about Deontay Johnson? How do you feel about Deontay Johnson? I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah. I... I think he had like 75 catches for a thousand yards this year and he didn't score a touchdown. It was like the Jacoby Myers year uh, here in Foxborough a couple years ago. Like I liked Deontay Johnson a lot. I thought he was really good with Ben Roethlisberger and they just, that whole offense kind of fell off this year. I mean, I know Kenny Pickett was in his first year, but I think Deontay Johnson's a guy who I would trade for him. I think that's sort of, I don't, I wouldn't, I would put him on the good number. You feel about him. Like I feel about Ayuk. Exactly. Okay. Like, I don't think Johnson's proven enough yet, but I think he has a lot of potential. I, but I would still, again, I would bring, I would trade for him over going back to the draft. I would as well, but I'm, st- I still want Hopkins or Higgins or Judy. Like, I don't think it's yeah. DeAndre Hopkins or Deontay Johnson. No, it's Deontay Johnson because you didn't get anybody from that first group. Um, yeah, I want to answer right. this one real quick. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I do my first mock draft of the year every year. 985thesportsub.com the day after the Super Bowl that Monday it'll be up um I don't know what what your plans are in terms of this show we normally do from the end like the we start the week after free agency so we do like four or five Evan never wanted to expand it beyond that y'all know I do I don't know that we're going to do every week before free agency but we might mix one or two in before we still kind of have to plan that out I was going to say, we're going to plan that out. I, I'm thinking similarly, like you said, you know, after free agency and, you know, a few weeks ahead of the draft. But I'm thinking we do a way too early mock draft within the next few weeks just to kind of see I, where our heads are at. I would, I would we'll, be down We'll plan that. that out. And Okay. Yeah. I want more mocks. So I'm unlike Evan in this boat. So, yeah. yeah. Um, ideal free agent targets outside of bringing Oh, yeah. We could, we could do that part. Um, too. I mean, that's a whole whole thing. Uh, there's a lot, and that, that we could do a whole show on that. But one thing is uh, tackles and guys like um, Mike McGlinchey. Who's that? We, Mike McGlinchey. Yeah. The other guy was uh, Orlando Brown. Who, yeah, but there's someone else out there uh, that I was McGarry. I can't remember. Uh, his first Scherf, name. Brandon Scherf. Is Brandon Scherf? Brandon I thought Scherf. he signed extension. Is he? I don't know. But again, I think tackle is number one in free agency. I agree with you as far as. First round tackle and free agency tackle and sure that up and then go, you know, the Hopkins thing, like you said, but. Um, yeah, I don't think Sheriff's a free agent, but. Okay. There, it was somebody else. El- anyway. Elton Jenkins. If you find another question, I'll look up the free agent tackles and see. Okay, if let's was. see. Um, what else do we got for questions here? Is our first pick. DB, OL, wide receiver, best player available. It's got to be tackle. I mean, maybe a corner. You can maybe talk me into a corner, but I, I think it's got to be a, a tackle. Yeah, I agree. I think it 
it depends on how the board falls, though, because if if Paris Johnson and um, Peter Skaronski go and, like, Jackson Smith and Jigba falls to 14, again, it's so early, so we don't yeah. know how these guys are going to test and, you know, how, how things fall in trades and stuff. But if both of the big-name tackles go and JSN is still there, I would take a flyer on him because – and I know well, What I've about Broderick Jones? Broderick Jones, I think, has franchise tackle potential. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I don't think all three of those guys are going to be 414. I just don't think they are. And look. Yeah, that's a good question. One of them will follow you, and I think you probably take I just, they know they can't develop that position. And you. Right. Look at their history the last three years. Riley Reef was Riley Reef. Okay. He's old, though. Yeah. Look at their history the last three years. Throw So throw positional value aside for a second. That means like quarterbacks being worth more than like running backs, right? The biggest hole on the depth chart in 2021 was quarterback. They took a quarterback. The biggest hole in the depth chart in 2022 was guard. They took a guard. Isaiah Wynn's contract is up. They save about $10 million against the cap if they cut Trent Brown. What's the biggest hole going to be? It's not going to be wide receiver. They have Kendrick Bourne. They have Devontae Parker. It's not going to be corner. Jack Jones, Jalen Mills. It's going to be tackle. I, I really think yeah. ending them making some crazy moves, that's going to be the pick. But that leads us to this question. Do we think they'll trade back? <laughs> yes. Not. A, yeah. I don't think it's going to be like last year where they traded back like 15 picks. There's at least four franchise tackles that are going to go in the first round. You can probably trade back to about 20 and get one of those guys. I think that they're going to try to add a fourth top 100 pick. Move back to 20. Yeah. Pick up a pick late in the second, early in the third round. As long as they get one of those tackles, that's a great move because this is a great top 100 right. in this class. As long as they get one of those tackles, trading back isn't necessarily a disaster. Like, honestly, the trade back they made last year was a great trade. And they still could have had it. It's more about who they took after the trade. Like, people right. knocked the trading back. They still had a chance to get – um who was the safety for Michigan? Dax Hill, right? Yeah. They to, there were a lot of good players still on the board, even though they traded back. It was the selection they made that ultimately made you yeah, that guess that trade. But right. I actually thought they made a good trade to trade back last year. I wouldn't hate them doing it again this year, as long as this time again, they picked the right player. Right. Um, I want to do punter talk. Okay. Do the Patriots need a new punter? Because A, you love punter talk. Yeah. And B, it was a disaster this year. I mean, Jake yeah. Bailey signs an extension and was really bad, gets hurt. Pilardi comes in, punts well for one game, stinks up the joint the rest of the season. Now Jake Bailey's suspended, and depending on how this grievance goes, maybe doesn't have his guaranteed money next season. So are you going back to Jake Bailey next year? Or are we going into the draft? Are we signing someone? What do you think? Well, look, if he still has the guaranteed money on his contract, if the, he wins the grievance, it's going to be really hard to get rid of him. So you, you have to keep him right. for one more year. If not, uh, Tory Taylor, the the punter from Iowa, is outstanding, and he's going back to school, so that sucks. It's not a great punter okay. class. You probably have to dip into free agency at that point. I go for a one-year bridge guy because I think there's going to be some good punters uh, in the draft next year. Let me make sure I'm not missing anybody here. We don't have the full list of who's declared yet. I, I think there's right. still some guys trying to decide. Um, yeah. I mean, Michael Turk's not bad. 
they might need a new if if Bailey loses that grievance, yes, they will need a new punter. Um right, I'm with you. Let's do this one really quick. No, that's the I was one just guy. Do this, yeah. That's the one guy. Nope. <laughs> no. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the idea last year. Um and only because at the time I think they said or already said no to Billy O'Brien and it was like it was either Adam Gase or Matt Patricia. Not not really, but that was kind of what it felt like at one point. And I was like, bring in an offensive guy instead of Matty P. Gase, and I think we – I don't know if we talked about it on this show or we talked about it in person. But I thought I remember saying to you just how Gase – again, it was with Peyton Manning, but he called the best offense nope. in NFL no, history. No, but right there, Adam Gase's entire resume is based on the fact that, that, that – Peyton Manning used to visit him in his office a couple times a week. That is it. No, no I, he, had a, he had a good year with Chicago, too. He had a good year with Chicago no, they were as like, well. He had, like I'm pretty sure Jay Cutler's – Hang on. Jay Cutler's best season was under Adam Gase. Jay Cutler's best season isn't saying much. What year was he in Chicago? Okay, but 2015. Ta- he was there for one year. How good was it that he was there for one year? And they were the twenty third. Sure they, were... they were the twenty third ranked did offense go, in football. He, he was there one year, and then what? He got a he got a head coaching job, didn't he? Jay Cutler that year completed sixty four. He went six and nine, completed sixty four percent of his passes okay. for thirty six hundred yards, twenty one touchdowns, eleven picks. He had a quarterback rating of ninety two. He was fine. They were the twenty third ranked offense in football. They averaged less points, Mike, in that season than Matt Patricia's Patriots. Did this year after what getting year, what let, season was it? 2015. After getting let go by the Jets or the Dolphins or whichever one let him go second, Adam Gase went to coach high school in Michigan. He went to a school that won. He was the OC. He went to a school that was in the state championship the year before, and the quarterback of that state championship team came back and had a negative touchdown to interception ratio under Adam Gase. He couldn't figure it out at the high school level. No, so then why, next. like, <laughs> all right, fine. I'll give you he's, that one. But I did Bruce like, Arians. He is just younger Bruce Arians. He had a great quarterback. That, Super Bowl champion Bruce Arians. <laughs> he had a, yeah, he, between Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, two other first overall picks that he failed to develop, he won one ring with three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, four combined first overall picks. He won one ring. I like this. No. Josh McDaniels wasn't great for a year either. Josh McDaniels okay, has no, a little, not, no, Josh McDaniels does have a little bit of that in his resume. Honestly, before last year, I kind of felt the same way about Josh McDaniels. And then he went out and he succeeded with Mac Jones. Right. I, I, I cannot. I'm also not gonna Gaze. sit here and hit I'm not gonna sit here and hitch my wagon to Gaze either. I just thought it was a better it was a better option than Patricia, for sure. Maybe a little, but not by much. I suppose. Um questions, questions, questions. Drop them in, drop them in. Um Can Bella, I mean, can Belichick be fired? So, like, like, this year, like, is he allowed to be or can they? Like, I don't think, I mean, this season they're not going to fire him, obviously. They've already made the decision. Yeah, the, like. The decision was made. He's, this is his Next year, season, yeah. If, but um, let's take this for what it's saying. Next season, say things don't improve. Do you think that 
Robert Kraft will and can fire Bill Belichick? Or will there still be some sort of mutual parting ways, I'm retiring, etc.? Like, you don't think they will ever fire Bill Belichick fired by the New England Patriots? It would have to be something beyond football for that to happen. It would be a mutual parting of ways, or Bill ends up announcing his retirement. You're not going to – they're not going to fire him. They won't do that. You know, is okay. there a chance that I'm this is Bill's last year with the Patriots? Yes. But like this beat 2023, he, they're not going to fire him. It would have to be so monumentally right. bad. Um, I'm talking about like, and I, I don't think Bill would do this, but I'm talking about like, uh, like, like a John Gruden type situation, right? Um, where it's, you know, something <laughs> yeah. outside of football comes up. Something yeah, I mean happens that. outside of football. Right. right. Which I, yeah, he's not getting fired. Um, yeah. I want to get this one in here. Thoughts on Jordan Addison from USC at transfer. So I like him as a player. I, this is where the nature versus nurture thing comes in. Like him as a player, yeah. brings a lot of exciting traits, very shifty, very good with the ball in his hands, explosive. I I, I don't quite put him in that like Kadarius, Tony, Wandale Robinson group because I think he's more of a pure wide receiver than those guys. I think he's a much better route runner. I don't like him for the Patriots. First of all, you have to take him okay. in the first round. You're not going to get him after 14, and tackle and corner are just too big of needs to pass at that point. They would have to go banana land in free agency right. to make that a useful pick. The other thing, they can't develop wide receivers, and he his game, as explosive as he is, is still raw, still needs rounding out. Also, right, he's listed at six foot one seventy five. That. I would take the under on both of those. That's 5'10", 150. They are going to want Not 150, him, but... A guy like that, they are going to want going over the middle, and he's going to take a beating. You know, for, for everything we talked about, about Taekwon being too small this offseason, I thought that was a little overblown. I don't know with Addison. He might actually be... And look, there are ways he could work in the NFL. There, there are ways he will work in the NFL. I don't trust the Patriots to figure them out. Because they couldn't figure it out with right. Nikhil Harry. Uh, they struggled in right away to figure it out with Tyquan Thornton. Maybe that changes with the new OC, but I just not here. He could go somewhere else and be really successful. Certainly. Like I look at him, you know, what what what's the big craze? What's one of the big crazes right now in the NFL in terms of the draft and roster building? Reuniting college quarterbacks with right. their with their wide receivers, right? So Addison from right. USC, but transfer from Pitt. This has Steelers trade up and take them written all over. Yeah, totally. And and yeah, that that one will work because the Steelers are the anti-Patriots when it comes to developing wide receivers. They churn them out left and right. They are to wide receivers, but the Patriots are to corners and tackles. So I like him as a player. I like him as a prospect, but uh, not as much for the Patriots. Yeah, I'm with you. I want to do this. Yeah. Stetson Bennett, no, NFL no, draft stock. no, no. No, two time, no, two time no, national no. champion, a winner, Alex, um, a college football legend, some might say, and somebody who a team is going to take a flyer on, whether you like it or not. Yeah, he'll go in a I'm camp. With you, I don't think he has a yeah. He he's got that like edge where he'll hang around on practice squads and like he'll start some week sixteen game and we'll all laugh about it and it'll be a disaster. It's undersized. He doesn't have the arm strength. He's got no room like. He doesn't have a ceiling. That's the thing. He's 26. He's pretty much as grown into his body as he's going to get at that point. And 
Oh, I, we have some breaking we Patriots have some, news. What? Um, yeah, so the Patriots have announced that they have begun negotiations to keep Gerard Mayo on staff. They will also begin interviews with potential offensive coordinators oh. next week. Okay. I, I read that. That's from Mike as, of NFL Network. I, no, well, no, the Patriots just put out a release. I read that. Oh, they did? Yeah. Um, I read that as the okay. Patriots were interviewing Gerard Mayo for the offensive coordinator job. So I was a little confused. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff. This is what has happened. Um, yes. yes. So did they, tw- did they put it out on their website? That's kind of a weird thing to just put out in like a release. Yeah, I can't remember them ever doing anything like this. Interesting. Well, again, that's, I mean, that's good news. They are interviewing for potential offensive coordinators. They're going to put a title on it is what it sounds like. Oh, it came from PR. The New England Patriots yeah. and head coach Bill Belichick have begun contract extension discussions with Gerard Mayo that would keep him with the team long term. In addition, the team will begin interviewing for offensive coordinator candidates beginning next week. That's good stuff. I love seeing both of those things. That's like impressive. Right. I don't know, right? I mean, it's it's kind of yeah. weird that they have to send out a release for it. But So that tells me a couple things here. One, Kraft's worried about what this season looked like. This is Robert Kraft letting people yeah. know, Matt, you don't need to worry about Matt Patricia. He's not coming back. We are going to get a real offense coordinator. That is coming from Kraft. This all comes from Kraft. And we're keeping Mayo. And so we're keeping Mayo. Here's this the other thing that this tells sure. me. In contract extension with Gerard Mayo that would keep him with the team long term. That that yeah. last part. He's the next guy. They think he's the next guy. He's in waiting. Yeah. Steve is there. Wow. Steve is there. Steve could be the DC. Like if you lose Mayo, it, it you know, you have a, they have a great defensive coaching staff. That group did not get enough credit this year. From Mayo to Steve to uh, DeMarcus Covington, right? Uh, keep going. Mike Pellegrino, Brian Belichick, like great staff. Why are, and, and also, you're not negotiating with Gerard Mayo to make him a DC long term. He doesn't want to be a DC long term. Right. He wants to be a head coach. That's Gerard yeah, that's Mayo. It. This is um, them this is kind of signaling coach and waiting. And people are going to, people are going to spin this to saying it's craft putting pressure on bill. Like, Hey, like kind of what we just talked about. Right. With in, in terms of the next yeah. guy being in the building, you know, and I, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. I think craft likes Mayo. I think craft would love to see him be the next guy. If you want to go as far as saying it's him putting pressure on bill, you can. I, I'm not going to go that right. far just yet, but they want him here long-term. You don't aim to keep a, how old is he? 36, 37. I might be underselling that. You don't put out a whatever it is about right. keeping a 36 year old linebackers coach long-term unless you have bigger plans for him. Right. I love it. Again, I think it's it's good because it's like you said, it's pressure from Kraft. And it like you said about Patricia, it sort of corners Patricia out of the coaching staff, right? Because yeah. in in one release, they announced that they are looking for offensive coordinators next week and 
Mayo will stay. So Patricia's gone, and he ain't going to the defense either. It tells me, like you said, it tells me that just as much as it tells me that Gerard's the next guy in waiting. This is and good. This is this. No, this is great. This this is. I, I right. love this. I didn't think that something I mean, like this was exactly on the table. What they needed, but right. This to me is, and I said this at the top of the show. And we were talking about Robert Kraft does not want to be seen as a meddling owner. He wants to be seen as hands off, trust Bill. This is Robert right. Kraft meddling without meddling. This is yeah brilliant. This is this doesn't usually come as a press release. I've never seen anything that like this. Like, yeah, this is this is so why it's fascinating. Well done. A plus the offseason's off to a flying start. Yep, I like it. Okay, so again, that's our breaking Patriots news. Again, the Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have become begun contract extensions with Gerard Mayo that would keep him with the team long term, and they will begin interviewing for offensive coordinators beginning next week. That tells me. Billy O, Zach Robinson, maybe Cliff. Maybe they bring in Cliff for an interview next week. Um, well, I don't know if he wants to take that low. It says offensive coordinators, right? Plural. Right. Well, begin interviewing offense coordinator candidates. Okay, so that's more than one. So yeah, they'll bring. So, they might have a favorite, but they're bringing multiple people in. Yeah, that's. I'm excited to see who it is because that's good stuff. Um, all right. Well, there was one question in here, um, and I want to find it because I want to tease what we're going to do next week. And um, that is – excuse me. Give me one second. What is the Patriots' actual salary cap number? Um, according to Miguel Benzin of Pat's Cap on Twitter, uh, I believe it is around $35 million. But next Thursday, we're actually going to have Miguel on the show. Um, at Pat's Cap on Twitter, he's the Patriots uh, salary cap guru. He's all over, you know, he knows everything about the cap. It's He's outstanding. He's a good He's a good follow. You should check him out on Twitter. He's going to come on the show with Alex and I next Thursday to break down where the Patriots are salary cap-wise, what moves they can make, um, how trades can work with, you know, guaranteed money, all that stuff. And bring your questions because we're going to open it up for Q&A with Miguel as well. So. Uh, again, their numbers at like thirty-five, but we're going to have him on next week to break that down with us. Yep, we'll just we're just going to throw right, cat questions at him for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I'm okay. glad so, it would have been again, so easy for that to drop like right after we got off the air. I know. I'm, I'm man. We we, we avoided the podcast news. curse. Yeah, we did. So, do you have any other thoughts before we before we get going? I know we're going to want to um, go. I mean, tweet and write about this. So the actual, like, did we actually read the statement in full? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I thought it's interesting. Patriots, that, hold on, hold on. What? So, an op, this is kind of obvious, but this is not like we're going to try and re-sign Gerard Mayo. Yeah. There, The announcement is Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo. So like, yeah, they're going into negotiations, oh, but that's it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. They worded it as Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo. So the one other thing here that's very interesting in this, they didn't say that New England in the body of it. Can we hang on? Um, I have it up if you need it. I want to pull it up. Is it on screen? I want to pull it up on the screen. You don't, uh, do you not do the screen share? I can put it on screen. Yeah. Can we yeah, get it on the screen? I, I was, yes. I'm just going to uh, let's see here. Because I, I I want to point this out. We we're we're gonna go. This is incredible. Okay. I've never seen anything like this. Um, 
All right, screen, picture in picture. Is it this? Hi, that's not it. Nope, hang on. If you can do it. There's, they, we're, just, we're losing so much. Oh, share screen. Here. Yeah. Here it is. Okay. You should be able to pull it up. Yeah, now. Okay. okay, there you go. Okay. So the other interesting thing here. So for you pointed out, Mike, in the headline. I wish I could like telestrate this here. Yeah. You yeah, pointed, I know. Me too. You pointed out. Can you see my mouse? Yes. Yeah, we can. All see right. It. You pointed out in the headline here. Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo. But here's the other one. The New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have begun contract extensions right. with Gerard Mayo. Not the Patriots. The Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick. Right. Bill Bill's involved. This is Bill. Right. Like maybe it's Robert yeah. Kraft in the background with the puppets, but this is Bill is doing this on his own volition. This is Bill. Excellent. Well, that also, yeah, that also tells me that Robert wanted the release out there, and Bill is like, okay, but we're putting my name on it too. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not letting you r- completely run the narrative. I'm involved in this too, yeah. and I'm not letting it run the opposite way. Um. So yeah, again, the wording is key. I'm I'm reading into wording Patriots wording much now or much more now after yeah. Jelani Tavai nonsense this offseason. And Patriots again, Patriots to extend Gerard Mayo. They're not trying to. They're not I mean again, they they announced contract extensions, but they are going to extend him according to the title of the release. So yeah. looks like Gerard Mayo is staying. That in that that's gonna have to come with the DC title. It's gonna have to. I, I can't imagine And assistant head coach. Assistant head coach you think in DC. So? What does yeah, assistant head do. coach mean? I mean? Like, I don't know. Although, again, I, I guess it's if, a title. It's a title game, though. If the plan is to set him up game. as the next guy, assistant head coach is a pretty good call. Right. This is also what we said before. The other interesting thing about this, who was not mentioned? Matt Patricia. It would have been very right. convenient for them to, if they were going to fire Matt Patricia, which we discussed earlier, we don't think they will. It would have right. been very easy for them to fire Matt Patricia in that statement. This is what we've said all along. Yeah. The, the, the waiting for the report of Matt Patricia getting fired, that was never coming. It was this. Right. It was the next guy being hired was going to be announced before Patricia being reassigned. And here we are. Right. Right. And again, I said it earlier, but I want to reiterate. It's the offense on top of Mayo staying is basically putting Patricia back upstairs. Because not only are they looking for offensive coordinators, but they're not going to move Patricia over because Mayo is going to be here. So they're looking for OCs, and the defense is set up. There's no place on the coaching staff for Matt Patricia. Well, maybe and that's basically maybe what this if comes maybe Gerard Mayo loses the linebackers coach title, right? Maybe he's DC AHC, and then Patricia perhaps, becomes the linebacker. Perhaps. But you know what? Make him a linebacker. I don't coach. see it. Whatever. That's, it could be so yeah, much seriously. worse. Make him a line. If he's the linebacker's coach, and by the way, Gerard's still there basically looking over his shoulder, fine. Right. Fine. I, that, you know what? I can, after what we, I'm not going to bitch about little coaching things after what we just went through. I'm really not. If he's going right. to be the linebacker's coach with supervision from Matt Patricia, from, from Gerard Mayo, the damage is contained. <laughs> the damage is contained. Right. 100%. Good stuff. All right. Oh, wait. Well, hang on. This is a really, hang on. This a really interesting question. Any chance no. Gerard Mayo has a say in the OC hires? If the plan is to make him the next head coach, maybe that means we have a timeline on okay. Bill. 
if we find out Mayo has a say in this, that is massive. Not only does that mean that he's in line to be the next how, coach. How are we going to find that out, though? One of those, like, Jeff Howe. Yeah, I guess. Not, probably Fair. not in a statement like this, but yeah. Um, okay. Sure. That not only would confirm that Mayo's the next guy, but that Bill's really, like, heading out the door. Like, potential right. final year kind of talk begins. So, right. very, yeah. very interesting way to push it. Good stuff. Um, well, you got our live reaction. Do you have anything else before we kick I'll it? I'll think of like um, five things was... when we pop off here, but I know. For more on good, Twitter at Real Alex to... Barth. I was going to say, a good way to end the show. We'll react. We'll write about it. Check us out on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at my cad, like Alex at Real Alex Barth. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll do some Q&A. We'll do more off-season stuff. I'm sure we'll end up touching on this release as well because surely there's more to come out. Um, and then we'll have Miguel Benzin at Pat's Cap on. Uh, next Thursday to talk past salary cap. So, again, for Alex Barth, I'm Mike Cadlick. Patriots, extending Gerard Mayo, starting offensive coordinators uh, next week. Breaking news. So, we'll be back next week to break it all down. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys.